0: Sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. My name is Garrett Magby and today I am sitting with Tim Saley, who is the Regional Director of the Pacific and uh, based out of Singapore. So, Tim, how are you doing today? I'm great, Gary. How are you today? I'm doing great myself. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad to have you on the program. I'm really uh, appreciative of you sitting down to talk with us today. And i uh, got a couple different things we want to cover. But first, give our listeners just a little background on you, uh, maybe how the Lord called you into uh, ministry, and then we'll we'll talk more about the ministry that you're uh, you're involved in and uh, some of the things that are going on uh, even in the... the uh, asian circle which we'll talk about here pretty soon too
1: well without uh i have to include my wife because it's just not me my wife elizabeth yeah. and i we are in this as a team as a partnership and we've been married for 27 years almost 28 and before we had children we we spent one year in czechoslovakia oh, wow. in the early 1990s and we were there right after the Berlin wall collapsed Okay. We were there teaching English in high schools and in, in uh, uh, elementary schools and also um, working with a local Pentecostal church. So that was our first experience on the mission field. And then we went back to America, had some children, and then the Lord put in our heart to go back in the mission field. And in 1999, we, we became full-time missionaries with uh, World Missions. Mm-hmm. And we moved to South Africa. We lived there for two years and from there we moved to Australia and we lived there for four years and since 2004 we've been living in Singapore with a, uh, with, as regional directors first at, for Southeast Asia and with the recent uh, restructuring our title is now Re- Regional Director for Pacific but our heart still is in the in the, what we call the Asian Circle.
0: Okay, Asian Circle, now explain, explain kind of what that includes or okay. what that embodies. Well,
1: it's a term it's about Asia. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Asian Circle encompasses all the countries of Asia, okay. and if we look at the total population of these countries, we see that it's about sixty-five percent of the world's population. Wow. And um, and we t- when we speak of missions and the Great Commission, fulfilling the Great Commission, we see that about seventy percent of the world's unreached people groups live inside this Asian Circle. So we 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 have always had a heart for this for many years, and we're going to continue to see. Uh, to work in this area because we believe it's the final frontier for the Great Commission. Uh, Jesus said the gospel of the kingdom will be preached as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. So we honestly believe that the church needs to really pay more attention and to focus more of its time and resources and and personnel inside this Asian circle.
0: Absolutely. Well, and, 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 uh, and you mentioned earlier when we were talking before the podcast that the uh, and you, I think you said it just now, too, that, that uh, 68% of the uh, world's population, is that correct?
1: In the, in the 65 to 70% range, yes. 65
0: is within this Asian circle. Correct. Massive number of, of yes. people. Massive number of people. Correct. And uh, a huge number of the unreached people groups. Correct. Uh, let me ask you... Uh, what kinds of things are you all involved in or doing or or setting up that are helping to uh, push forward in that that mandate to reach these these people groups because it's a a huge number of people to to start with and of course i know it takes uh, workers and that that sort of thing but tell me a little bit about the the ministry process uh, going on there
1: we believe in equipping the national people of their own country they are the best prepared the best able to reach their own people because they know the language They know the culture. So we're kind of, we've been transitioning in our philosophy about what does the Western missionary do in these places. And we believe it is to partner side by side with our national churches, especially in training and equipping and raising up new leaders to be able to release into the harvest fields in their own countries. And so the Lord has given us um, a strategy, the school of ministry strategy to, uh, Into different countries in the Asian Circle so far. So far, we've been able to start these schools in six different nations. And our schools of ministry are in in partnership with our South Carolina Conference School of Ministry, which is led by Reverend Dean Morgan, as well as with Advantage College, Mm -hmm. Pastor, uh, I'm sorry, President Bill Terry. And so since 2007, the Lord has helped us to start. 26 different schools of ministry in these different nations inside the Asian circle. And we have seen over 530 graduates. So this, is a, these, this School of Ministry program is the same program that is used in the South Carolina Conference to raise and equip ministers. It's, it's also very similar to what some of the other conferences do as well. Yeah. It's, it's a ministerial program that, that usually runs anywhere from two to three years. Okay. So we see this as a vital tool to uh, raise up, to equip, and then to release. So many of our graduates are pastoring churches, are missionaries within their own country or in other Asian countries, uh, doing various kinds of ministries, and they attribute their time at the school of ministry as something that has given them vision, given them more confidence, so they can go out and, and start ministry that the Lord has put on their heart. Many of our graduates are professionals in other fields. We have doctors, we have lawyers, we have businessmen that have felt a call to to step up to that next level where they can do ministry, but they've needed this equipping mm-hmm. to do that. So it's been a great blessing for the work that we have in the Asian circle.
0: That's amazing. And that, you know, that reminds me of, of kind of the same... Uh, really, if you think about it, it's kind of the same structure as, as uh, the disciples had when they were they were doing the initial push and trying to spread the gospel after uh, after the resurrection and whatnot. Uh, this idea of, of of training up younger uh, younger people to help take the gospel into all these different areas. But then, uh, on top of that, because you're training people in their own area, uh, they already know their culture, they already know the language, they already know. Um, a lot of what it would take to to reach their fellow community uh, members, uh, but now you're you're integrating them in and growing within that 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 circle within the Asian countries. Um, pastors who have been trained, who have been who have been equipped, and I think it's such a, an amazing structure for a ministry uh, in a, another country. Because you're right, if you can start if you can start growing uh, within that country's borders, uh, its own its own uh, people in Christ, in the ministry, and they can reach their you know, their fellow uh, community members who also are part of that co- country, that community, uh, then the, the growth can just be exponential. And, and you said it's the same training program that happens like in the, um, the conferences here in the States. Uh, do you, when you, when you set that up initially, did you go through a training here to take back and set up your initial trainers there, or did you take people over from uh, the training program here? How did that work out?
1: Okay, um, we couldn't do all this by ourselves. Right, right. So in all of our locations where we have planted the school, we have the Lord has connected us with qualified men and women who have already been through certain levels of education, okay. and we. We give them the curriculum and we say, this is the curriculum, it's flexible, it can be changed to some degree based on cultural standards or to make it more relevant to your culture. But we have just given it to the people that already have a vision, so we have similar vision. And so we have, it's really not been that difficult. We, yeah. we, we, we turn it over to the nationals from the beginning. They take ownership. And so there's no way my wife and I could run 26 different <laughs> schools. Yeah, I mean, we have had the opportunity to travel to some of the schools to teach now and again, to go to graduations when they have them. But we, we, we look for the men and the women that are already qualified, that already have a vision, and this just puts together what they want to do. And so it's been very simple, very easy to turn these things over to highly qualified men and women already.
0: Already. And they know, and like you mentioned, they know how to uh, adjust for their specific culture. Correct. So that, you know, it's, the, the training program itself is is uh, uh, coming from a point of view or perspective that would help train people better in that, in yes, that region. Yes, correct. Area. Let me ask you this. What are some of the, the challenges or... Um, uh, also, from a different perspective, uh, effective ways that these are being implemented. Of course, you know, bringing people into the school, but then also once they once they graduate, uh, some of the stories from the field that uh, you know have been success stories or or things like that. Just something off the top of your head that um, yeah would be would be you'd, you'd like to share with everybody.
1: Well. Uh, Early uh, in January of last year, we held a graduation in Cambodia in the capital, Phnom Penh. Yes. And m- most of our our schools of ministry are, are twelve to twenty students. Yes. So most of our graduations will be in that range. So in Phnom Penh that year, we had about twelve graduates, and one of the graduates was an older lady, probably in her sixties. However, she, uh, her husband was murdered by the Pol Pot regime in the 1970s. That was a time of bad a very bad time in the history of Cambodia where a couple of million people were killed by this communist regime. Yeah. So her husband was killed, murdered. But she never she never uh, remarried. Yeah. So she was one of our graduates and our national leader in Cambodia, uh, Merlin Laman she placed this lady in a, one of our village churches outside of Non Penh. And she's not the senior pastor, but she's one of the associate pastors. But she's, the Lord's using her to help, to mentor the senior pastor's wife. Yeah. And also she has brought, you know, just a wealth of experience from her age and, and that into that one community. So that, to me, that's cool how the Lord saved that woman during that time, preserved her, and gave her a vision at such an age to, to be trained under this ministry. And then she's willing to leave the comfort of the capital city yeah. at her age and then go into the village where life is not as easy as it is in the capital city. So it's it's wonderful. Those things happen. We have another couple in Malaysia. They um, they graduated from our school together and they were professionals They I believe they were teachers in, in, a, in a university. Okay. But about a year or two after they graduated, they sensed that the Lord wanted them to go full time in ministry. And they, they, they're like missionaries, in the sense that they're, they're, they're Malaysians, but they do travel to other uh, in, uh, Asian countries inside the Asian circle, and they're ministering. They're very good at teaching and, and these kinds of things, helping with the, 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 the community development style ministries in the different countries. We have a, another lady from our school in uh, Malaysia she is she's a trained lawyer, has her own law practice in the, in the capital city in oh, Malaysia. and she started within one year of graduating, this was just last year, she started what she calls the school of the School of Theology for children. And so basically it's a Sunday school, but it's very very uh, a very good curriculum, but she holds it on a Saturday and it's for children ages seven to 15. So it's a very systematic, Bible training program for children. And when she started this last year, she had about 40 students to begin with and some of them were Hindu children. And the parents of these children knew that this was a Christian Bible uh, training program and they still sent their Hindu children to this training program that is being operated, was started and operated and run by one of our School of Ministry graduates. That's amazing. So those are just the top three off my head. Yeah. I know there's so many more (laughs) and I don't know all the stories yeah. my wife and I have talked about maybe writing a book of the, some of the graduates and how they've what they have been doing after they graduated because it's you know 530 so far oh, yeah it's just amazing
0: well and those those 530 once they get out into the field and they're doing they're gonna have you know who knows how many stories each individually right, and so right. it's just a it's a, a hugely growing ministry and I think it's such a um, uh, an important way I would say to to set up a ministry like this because after you prepare people for the harvest or you're prepping them you're giving them those resources giving them that training uh, you start to get these stories you start to get these amazing um, you know tales of what's going on and how the Lord's using this person who came through here who's now trained this person who's doing this and you know there's just no
1: end to what can happen. And another exciting thing just this week as I've been here in Oklahoma I've had the chance to to discuss with uh, the president of Advantage College, Bill Terry, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go to the next level in our in our program. We're gonna begin offering a master's level school of ministry degree because currently our degree is an associate's degree in practical theology okay. and we're moving toward offering a master's program. Oh, that's so wonderful. our first phase is to equip the teachers and the directors that don't have a master's degree already, we're gonna have a program for them uh, President Bill Terry will be formulating a an express kind of a program for those gentlemen and those ladies and then at that point then we can uh, Begin to formulate the plan for the actual uh, Master's program in in many of the different locations So we're excited about that because some people want to go to another level Not not everybody does but we want to be able to offer that for those that do want to go to that level
0: Absolutely, absolutely well and and uh, it's exciting that, that some of these things are in the works now because, you know, people can uh, go through the, the initial program that's set up, uh, come out on the other end, and then if they feel called to go to that next level, do that. And that's just going to give them even more resources, more uh, uh, training in this work that they're doing. Correct. Let me ask you this because uh, we're running out of time, but I want to give you an opportunity. Is there any final thoughts or um, things that the Lord has put on your heart you want to share with the listeners of the, uh, of the leadership cast?
1: We need prayer for Asia. Asia is the home of the world's, majority of the world's Muslims, the majority of the world's Buddhists, the majority of the world's Hindus. As I mentioned earlier, over 70% of the world's unreached people groups live in the Asian circle, and 65% of the world's total population lives there. And this is what I didn't mention earlier. If you take all of the funding of the church worldwide, from every country, and you, and you look at how much of that is spent inside the Asian circle, it's less than 1%. Wow. So we need the church worldwide, the church in the, in the West, the church in the East, the church in the South, the church in the North, all around the world to begin to focus more attention, more prayer, more financial resources, more personnel resources in this part of the world that we call the Asian circle. Because I believe that Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So we're looking at this is the place, this Asian circle is the place where we really need to focus our attention so that we can see the fulfillment of the Great Commission.
0: Absolutely. Tim, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us today. And uh, really, really awesome to hear your heart and the ministry that God's got going on uh, through you. In of course the the Pacific region, Asian Asian Circle, and uh, through the School of Ministry. And uh, just want to say thank you for uh, for taking this opportunity to 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 have you on the program.
1: Thank you, my friend. God bless you. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.